Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for checking out the God and Gig Show. And before we get to this week's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick announcement for just a few creatives who want to learn to develop a customized approach to building a sustainable creative enterprise, something that aligns with your values and focuses on positive income growth while keeping your artistic integrity. So if that interests you, if you'd like to check that out, please head to godandgigs.com slash right now. That's all one word spelled together right now. Godandgigs.com right now. We'll also put a link in the show notes. Thanks so much. And now let's get to this week's episode. Artists, musicians, and creatives of all kinds looking for help balancing your passion to create with your everyday life. Not sure if your faith can coexist with your profession. Welcome to a place where real artists discuss real life. You're listening to The God and Gig Show. Visit GodandGigs.com for show notes, links, and more information. Hello, and thanks so much for making this podcast a part of your creative day. My name is Alan C. Paul, and I'm a musician and author of the books God and Gigs, Succeed as a Musician Without Sacrificing Your Faith, as well as our devotional, Your Art, God's Heart. Both of those books are available at all online bookstores, as well as our website, GodandGigs.com. And this podcast is here to help you as a creative to build a better life from the inside out by applying timeless spiritual principles to the temporary creative problems that you might be facing. And I appreciate you listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to it so you can catch future episodes. And reviewing the show not only helps me get feedback on what you like and what you think is great about the show and what can be changed, but also helps other creatives to find the show on iTunes and all the other podcast directories. So once again, thanks for listening. And I want to jump right into our discussion today, which is more of a deep thought kind of inspirational dig into what we do and why we do it. And most of all, how we treat people. I don't want to go into the negatives of all the situations that have happened over the last few months, but we all know about COVID-19. We all know about all the different celebrities and amazing legends we've lost over the past few months. And it definitely has me thinking about legacy. And so I wanted to give you this talk. This came from our creative checkups, which we do every Monday at 12 o'clock Eastern time on our Guiding Gigs Facebook page. I hope you'll join us one of those times to listen in. We go live and it's a little more conversational. So I'm going to go ahead and just share this with you. This is taken from the video, but it really touches the heart of what we do. And I think you'll find some inspiration and maybe it will help change your perspective on how you treat people as you pursue your dreams, because this is super important, especially at a time when all of us are reevaluating our creative lives and how we're going to conduct our careers. So here's our discussion. Hope you enjoy it. A lot of people have been watching The Last Dance. The Last Dance is a documentary, 10-part documentary about Michael Jordan and the uh, last championship year of the Chicago Bulls. It's been, for a lot of people, the only sports-related content that's even been available. And so what a lot of people have found is that um, 
it's appointment television because number one, of course, Michael ja- Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jordan, still being one of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest, everybody seems to argue about that, but the greatest basketball player of all time, and one of the biggest stars of all time, one of the biggest icons of all time, and now him kind of having always kept a lot of this uh, inside information close to the vest. Now him opening up and kind of sharing the background behind his life and the lives of many of the NBA stars that were around him and everybody kind of saying, well, this is what was really happening behind the scenes has been even for someone like me, who I only consider myself a casual sports fan, has been very interesting. And though I haven't watched every single minute, I have been checking in with my family, with my wife and my son, and um, we've been kind of like glancing and just seeing You know, what do we think of this new information about Michael? And um, it has been one of the things that has started to really get into my spirit is the price seemingly that he feels he had to pay for excellence and to be the best in the world. Seems to be that he had to give up the idea of being nice or liked or appreciated or respected outside of the court. Um, There's been a lot of talk about the people that he, uh, the way he treated people on the court, the way he had to drive and focus people on the court. I know we talked about that a little bit with Kobe Bryant, who was basically a disciple of Michael Jordan. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about sports, but the reason why I'm focusing on this, if you go back and look at some of these documentaries that have just aired, you see Michael Jordan breaking down at times and feeling Uh, You can see the weight of him feeling misunderstood and wanting to have this paragon of excellence and the fact that he never let down, he never broke down, that he always pushed harder, that the people around him needed to be pushed, that he had to just become this tyrant in a way to get the team to really believe that they were able to do what they did, which, of course, was in the basketball terms, was incredible success. But of course, we also know that, you know, Michael Jordan's father was murdered. We know that he went through several other issues that it seems now took more of a toll than maybe Ian he wanted us to believe. And so as a man and as a father and as a person, the reason I bring up Michael Jordan is because I believe us as creatives, we also have a mandate to lead and to be influencers and to strive for excellence. But a lot of people have been taking different lessons from Jordan's documentary. And the reason why I feel this applies to us is because of the people that we've recently lost in the music world. And I just want to take a moment and juxtapose whether or not there's no room for nice in being excellent. Is there's some type of of flaw in that thinking. And um, as I'm talking, I know most of you may not have a a personal South Florida connection, but down here in South Florida, um, one of our, one of the world's most legendary singers, but really belonged to South Florida. uh, Her name is Betty Wright. Betty Wright, uh, the most, one of her two or three most famous songs. She's had a ton of hits, but most people know her as the cleanup woman. That's one of her big hits from when she first started out. And then also, of course, we got No Pain, No Gain and um, Tonight's the Night. And uh, 
There are so many other hits I can name, but really the thing about Betty Wright, and she passed yesterday on Mother's Day, that I think that all of us in South Florida are dealing with is the fact that she was a mother figure and a mentor to so many musicians. And it made me really think, and there's other uh, people we've lost recently that have also been in a mentor role, people like Andre Harrell. Um, And of course, we lost Little Richard over the weekend, but I don't have as much personal knowledge about those two. I do know about Betty Wright. And I do know that even though I didn't get the chance to interact with her more than once or twice personally, I do know the impact she had on everybody around me. And I know that the opinion they have of her is totally different than the people that you can talk about with Michael Jordan. And even though I'm not saying Michael Jordan should be judged, I'm saying that there's a clear distinction between the love and the legacy of one leader versus the other. And as we're dealing with this, uh, as many people are are working through this, hello, Simone, good to see you. Good, hey, Kalia, good to see you. So um, you all know who I'm talking about. I'm good to, I, gotta, I gotta check in once in a while, make sure everybody's able to hear me and see me. So the lessons I wanted to pull from this, and I never wanna pull lessons from someone who's more like literally on our hearts and literally just left us, but there's no way not to take lessons from, from Betty Wright's life and her really, her impact. Um, there's no way to talk about this situation and praying for her daughters and praying for the family around her. There's no way for us to even start a conversation without talking about her impact and talking about how she impacted and me being far away, like seven steps removed and still feeling the way I feel means that there's been something done right in terms of the love and the leadership and the legacy. And I, again, not judging Michael Jordan, but there's a different feel. There's a different um, component to someone who leads from love and someone who leads from obligation and authority and simply talent. Um, I heard it's Michael Jordan say it over and over in a documentary. I let my talent speak for me. My talent was the reason that people paid attention. My work ethic, my drive, all those things made people want to follow me even when I was being uh, mean to them, being a jerk, being insensitive, uh, pushing their buttons on purpose. And while I totally understand there are places for leadership where it has to be tough, there are places for leadership where it has to be difficult, where you have to ask the hard questions, push the buttons, make people feel a little uncomfortable, push them out of their comfort zone. Um, I don't believe when I look at Michael Jordan's reactions and then I look at the reactions to people like a Betty Wright, like a, um, uh, like a, um, we just lost him. I just, I don't want to say his name wrong, but Daniel's, uh, was last name and it escapes me. I feel so bad, but we wrote an article about him as well, but he recently passed and, um, last year and the reaction you get from those people from when people talk about working with them is not, they still reach the highest levels of excellence, but they didn't sacrifice relationship and love to be excellent. Fred Rogers is another person I can think of. Mr. Rogers, you all have heard of Mr. Rogers. And we talk about him in the Master of One book, which is behind me right here, the Master of One. Well, you can't really see it because of the mic. But 
Fred Rogers. I can name a bunch of leaders that achieved the highest levels of excellence and yet did not sacrifice relationship and didn't sacrifice love. And then, of course, the first person I can think of is, of course, is uh, Jesus Christ, who clearly was the paragon of love and the paragon of leadership and yet always led with love and yet still had the ability to speak directly to things that were tough. Still were able to hit home and hit hard when it needed to be, but never look back at their relationships with regret. And I think all of us creatives can learn something from this. The question is, does excellence require you to sacrifice being nice or not necessarily being nice? That might be the wrong word. Being loving. Can you be loving and be a leader and still achieve excellence without diminishing the about your ability to speak into people's lives? Um, is that something that you can't sacrifice? And my answer to that would be, that's incorrect. It is not true that you have to be a tyrant, that you have to be angry, that you have to be insensitive in order. And of course, in music and in and, and art, we all know those kind of personalities that claim they have to be divas and have to be like so um, un, unapproachable. And again, let me be very clear whether you're talking about stars like Prince or stars like, uh, you know, some of the greatest musicians and artists of all time have been a little bit hard to deal with. And they have an interesting personalities that are very um, un, uh, they aren't the same. They aren't the way that everybody else does things. And that's supposed to be that way. You're supposed to be unique. But I do feel, again, that there's a da- there's a danger in assuming that you have to be a unapproachable, that you have to like let your music and your art speak louder than you. Your heart speaks for you. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever's coming out of your mouth is not this kind of strategy, oh, well, I need to push buttons. What might be the danger of most of us thinking like you have to be a sort of a Michael Jordan kind of push everybody to the limit to get the best out of them is that you think that you can turn it on and off. And when I see Michael Jordan break down on camera, I say, no, you couldn't turn it off. Your heart was still there. You tried to diminish it and cut it off so that you could speak in the men and try to be the pushy leadership type A alpha man. But your heart was still involved. And when you try to dismiss your heart and try to simply be the man, eventually that comes back and you realize that some of the things you sacrificed to be the man is not worth it. And it goes right back to the Bible verse, what should it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And what I'm seeing from the reactions from some of our dear departed leaders and legacy leaders in the music industry is that they were able to achieve excellence and did not forget their heart. They led with the combination of head and heart. They had the understanding that sometimes you had to make tough decisions and you had to be tough and you had to reach for excellence and strive for excellence, but they never lost the touch 
of knowing that there were people involved and people matter more than projects. People matter more than profits. People matter more than rings. People matter more than championships. People matter more than awards. And if anyone in the creative sphere forgets that, we run the risk of losing the legacy that we could have possibly had and the impact we had on other people because we thought excellence was the final determination of whether or not we were successful. It may be tough to explain to people that I'm not trying to say you shouldn't reach for excellence. I'm not trying to say that, you know, either Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or anybody else that comes off the wrong way is somehow some uh, like insensitive human being. I'm not judging them. I'm only simply looking at the reactions and there are people who love leaders who lead with toughness and with authority and with no sense of, I'm here to make you happy. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that you have to guard your heart, as the Bible says, with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. And leaders have to have an emotional intelligence, as my pastor, Pastor Steve Alessi, likes to say. You have to have EQ. And those of you, let's take it to just a example of... Um, Let's take just two examples of musical directors and musical directors who are on the the stage uh, with major artists. We've talked when the podcast, we've talked to Daniel Weatherspoon, who uh, was on the Beyonce Live in Wembley project and has worked with everybody in every single space. And he talked about being an MD. Uh, on the Fred Hammond project, uh, the uh, first DVD that he did from Chicago. Well, not the first DVD, but the DVD he did from Chicago. And Daniel Weatherspoon said that he was built, he kind of had to learn to navigate because he was coming in as the new guy, but he was the MD. Um, we're going to be airing very soon an uh, interview with Trent Phillips, who was the MD for Donnie McClurkin and for thousands of, thousands of other projects, hundreds of other projects, but has been, you know, we talked about him becoming an MD at 18, and he's going to talk about in his interview how he had to, you know, how he struggled to figure out the balance, but then eventually found the balance. And so what I'd like to kind of let you know is that there is a balance that you can find between leadership and love where you don't lose people. Because if you lose their respect or you feel like you have to push buttons or that your talent has to speak for you, in those situations, people may respect you, but they won't love and want to follow you and want to be like you. My message, if I had that one message to you, is that you don't have to sacrifice your relationships for excellence. You don't have to sacrifice your, you don't have to become someone that looks back with regret at the way you treated people to become person, a person that reaches the highest levels and can stay there. Um, I just think there's been a worship of the uh, hustle. I think there's been too much worship of success. Uh, um, Jordan Rayner, let me see which episode this is. Let me make sure, make sure I get the right episode so I can tell you guys what episode this is. But Jordan Rayner in his episode and in his um, interview with us 
said something that I really want to make sure I hit home. And I want to make sure if you want to hear the episode, you can see it or hear it. It was episode 55. So episode 55 of the God and Gate show. Jordan Rayner said, and this is kind of going to hit some of you very uh, hard, is that he's not sure biblically that we were ever called to reach a certain level of success. That in the Christian worldview, worldly success was never the goal. It never should be the goal. And I'll say that very carefully because I'm not saying that you should not be reaching and striving for your highest potential. That clearly is something that's taught in Scripture. That's clearly something that Jesus wants us to do is to manage our resources, to manage our talent, to do everything we can to do it all, to be uh, fruitful with our gifts, to be to have high uh, expectations, to reach and ask God to bless us and to do everything we can to be the excellent, uh, to, uh, to walk in excellence. As again, the bookmaster one says, but what I do think it's clear to say is that God does not require or nor does he ever ask us to put excellence before relationship. Relationship with him was never based on our talent. Relationship with God was never built on our ability, our creative ability. Relationship with God was never built on us doing it right. It was not built on success. Clearly, the Bible says it very clearly that by grace we are saved is not of works, lest any man should boast. So you can't get to God with your talent. You can't get to God with your creativity. You can't get you can't impress God with how well you sing in church. You can't impress God with those things. So why do we think that those things would be the first thing that people would want to lead from or want to follow when it comes to our talent or our creativity? Why would we think that just because we're awesome and good and that we push people to excellence that somehow that would be the first thing? they would want to look for. Now, I'm not saying it's not one of the things because clearly the, all the data says that people who can ask the hard questions and deal with the hard questions, you don't want to be wishy-washy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's clearly a balance between seeing people's heart and knowing your heart and then seeing is excellence, is this goal that we're trying to reach truly God's will for us? Or am I inventing something that will make me feel better about myself, but really does not have anything to do with my legacy that people will remember long after I'm gone? I want to tell you very, very succinctly, I did think about that last dance documentary and I thought to myself, is Michael Jordan happy? Is he happy with all the millions, with all the Air Jordans, with all the championships, with the acknowledgement of him being the greatest player of all time, is he happy? I don't know. Michael Jordan can answer that question. I can tell you that the people that knew, the people that we are discussing, the Betty Wrights of the world, the Andre Harrells of the world, the LaChance Daniels of the world, I know that the people around them would say, 
they were happy because I know that they were giving from a place of love and of legacy. And that leadership came from a different place than simply their talent. That leadership came from a place of love. And when you lead from love, your legacy is cemented. And when you create from love, the Bible says love, perfect love casts out fear. If you're trying to like bully people into excellence, that's fear. Now they can fear God, they can fear consequences, they can fear not doing their best, they can fear all those things, but the Bible doesn't say that God gives us a spirit of fear. So if we're leading out of fear, then maybe that's why we're not connecting with the heart of people. And maybe that creative goal you set has become your idol and has become something that's bigger than what it needs to be. And you should think about it before you continue to explore it, before you continue to keep reaching for it. Well, friends, I hope that made a lot of sense to you. I hope that made you think a little bit about how you can leave a legacy that people will be proud of, that people will see the heart behind your art after you're done. It's a little bit tough to think about, but we all should think about what we're going to leave behind and how we'll be remembered. And I hope that did help you to really see the value of treating people right and you know, just looking at the entirety of your work, not just what you create, but how you do it and who you affect as you go about it. So with that being said, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe again. Make sure you review the show. Every review helps. Thank you so much for those of you who have reviewed the show already and would love to get more feedback from the rest of you. Make sure you listen in for the next week's episode. We'll be coming back with more interviews, more thoughts, more help for you to create your life that you've really been dreaming of and the life that God has prepared for you as a creative entrepreneur, freelancer, artist, whatever you do, there's something out there for you and we're here to help you find it. God bless you. Have a great week. See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing.